Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by Barnes Creative Studios. Check them out for property marketing videos and also to stay ADA compliant with your marketing uh, videos. So check them out at barnescreativestudios.com. Well, today we have a fun show. Uh, SafeArth puts out a, a survey each year, and this year is the 2022 Real Estate Market Sentiment Survey. And I found it so interesting that I want to cover uh, the highlights with you uh, today. And uh, please welcome my guest. It's Ron Gart. He's a partner with SafeArth, and he's joining us on uh, video today. Ron, good to see you, sir. Same here. Same here. Thank you for inviting me. I really found the the study really interesting and uh, to, to get our uh, viewers and listeners uh, up to speed, it looks like you guys interviewed 128 respondents by email and this included owners, developers, investors, asset managers, brokers, and, and lenders and consultants. So it was a pretty broad group of people and you did this interview uh, in January? Yeah, late, late January and beginning of February and it went throughout the United States. So it's not one locale. It's, it's across the entire United States. Right. And, I, and, and great job. Kudos with your, your questions that you ask. Because sometimes I see these, I'm like, come on, there's better questions than that. But I thought yours were, were great. We tried. I know you needed my, <laughs> my thanks, right? My appreciation. So the first one was, do you foresee 2022 as a year of continued opportunity or retrenchment? for your company and uh were you surprised the findings and what were they uh the findings were overwhelmingly uh, optimistic uh, bottom line and uh, we were not surprised uh, interestingly enough um and we did this show last year uh in 2021 the same percentage was uh identified in terms of optimism uh 84 percent see it as an opportunity uh not retrenchment and given not only our experience as a law firm, but our clients' experiences in 2021 uh, leading into 22 uh, is not a, no surprise whatsoever because 21 was just fantastic for most all sectors in real estate. Yeah, and I think non-real estate people, it kind of surprises them. <laughs> I was like, really? Uh, yeah, and so it's great to see that everyone is as positive, especially when you think about into January, beginning of February, you know, there were still things, a lot of things going on already. And then I like the, the second question. Uh, the Federal Reserve has announced it will increase short-term interest rates in 2022. How large an aggregate increase in 22 do you expect? And I, I thought that was interesting, too. Yeah, the vast majority expect uh, 100 uh, uh, basis points, plus or minus. And um, with, with many others going higher, of course, the Fed had made their announcement at the time. Uh, of at least three increases, most people expecting 25% with each, so that brought you to 75, maybe to 100 basis points. So they'd be in line with what the Fed had already announced. Uh, but but uh, since that time, of course, we've seen more discussion about more interest rates or higher interest rates coming our way. And I think you're gonna lead into the next question, which is what is the tolerance uh, by at least our respondents for increased interest rates? And for us, at least, uh, again, not a surprise, but uh, an expectation even on our part 
which is that there's a fair amount of tolerance for increased interest rates by uh, a minimum uh, 100 basis points. But we had many respondents. In fact, 50% of our respondents expected to be in excess of 100 basis points. That would be a tolerance level. In other words, where would it materially adversely affect the real estate uh, industry? And they expect that between 100 and, and 200 basis points, probably tolerable. But once you get over that, we, there's another story. And frankly, historically, Michael, that makes sense because interest rates are still historically low. Yeah, good point. You know, when you compare it to, like I was talking to one of our, our younger brokers and we're talking about interest rates going up and man, this is terrible. <laughs> I know this is really a fantastic level, uh, you know, just historically uh, low. And uh, so, you know, interesting too, when you think about how much can the, the, the industry tolerate, uh, but also uh, what is the impact? So, you know, even a 50 basis points increase you would think would have you know some impact right oh yeah ab absolutely however um and and you being in the brokerage community you probably see this more on a day-to-day -day basis with an increase in rates or the threat of increase in rates that may spur folks to enter into transactions sooner rather than later going back to the uh high optimism people looking for transactions now in anticipation of rates increasing as they go through the rest of the year. And that certainly makes sense. And uh, so that's certainly you know, what we're discussing with owners of properties today is, look, if you're gonna sell this property in the next five years, how does it look right now? This this could be a great window. Um, so, uh, and you guys have a, a big practice around the country uh, in, in, in commercial real estate. So, so Ron, from dealing with your attorneys and your clients and, and, and reading these respondents and everything, when you look at rates, what would you estimate? What would you guess interest rate increases would be, um, you know, throughout the year of 2022? What's your guess? Well, I, I'm going to sit here and guess at about 100 basis points. I, I think it's it's fair to have between three and, and and four increases for the balance of the year. And I don't know that the Fed would want to go much beyond a 50 basis point uh, jump unless things get really bad towards the end of the year. And I think we're most of the community is expecting you know, 25 basis points with each of those jumps. Okay. Well, I like question four again. Like I said, I really liked the report this year. And, and number four is which of the following represent the greatest concerns for the commercial real estate industry in 2022? And you can imagine as a listener or a viewer that they're the kind of normal concerns that, that all of us had or maybe you've heard on our show, you know, inflation and rising costs, uh, uh, labor and workforce challenges, supply challenges you know, the, the uh, Omicron and continued COVID stuff, remote working uh, and uh, space utilization, uh, of course, crisis, rising crime rates in some markets, uh, social political climate, obviously big, but maybe bigger now than when they when you guys did the survey. Cybersecurity, another kind of issue that we're all dealing with. We're certainly uh, protecting our, our clients and our information very, very heavily there. Uh, climate change, uh, and then uh, delays in emergency rental assistance program was the other one. So what were the main concerns from your respondents, Ron? Uh, well, let me put it in context first. Last year, pandemic, one, two, and three. Uh, this year, back to the fundamentals, one, two, and three. Uh, inflation and the increase in, in, in costs being the number one issue. And what we're hearing from our clients, uh, and frankly, you go to any uh, webinar panel, you, you'll hear that the construction costs are out of sight 
we've heard 14%, we've heard 50%, um, they're, they're substantial. So that's clearly been the, the, the number one concern. The second concern, labor shortages, workforce challenges, you hear about folks resigning, that's a major concern in our industry. And then finally, in terms of the top three, supply chain issues. And that affects construction, it affects deliveries, uh, it affects uh, delivery of services. So uh, one, two, and three, all economics, then we get to the pandemic. Yeah, and then I'm, you know, I'm really hurt though, Ron, because you guys didn't, y'all didn't email me and ask me these things. I'm just so hurt, but you know, next being a broker, year. Next year. Next year. Thank you. Make, just make me feel good, right, Ron? Uh, I would agree with one, two, and three there. I would agree with inflation uh, being one and, and labor being two and supply chain being three. So uh, that sounds right. And then number five, uh, which uh, is which alternative real estate sector presents the greatest opportunity for investment strategies in 2022? Uh, what were the top ones there? Uh, life sciences was one single family uh, rentals, number two, and number three were data centers. And just in terms of timing, and uh, you, you hear now that, that there are issues with data centers uh, because of the, the Ukraine-Russia dispute. So that I don't know if that would, if we took, went out in the survey today, we, we necessarily have data centers as, as a third, but clearly uh, life sciences and, and anybody with an office building looking to perhaps uh, reuse uh, a, a, an office building is looking at life sciences, bottom line. Uh, if they're not looking at life sciences, then uh, they're looking at some other way to, to, to reuse their properties. But in, in the office sector, life sciences, without a doubt, taking on a, a lot of momentum from the pandemic and should continue going forward. Yeah. We're talking with Ron Gard. He's a partner with SafeArth, and they do this annual report here, the 2022 Real Estate Market Sentiment uh, Survey. And, uh, you know, were you surprised on the, the rise in single family rental, the folks really interested in that. How did that compare to, to last year? Was it even on the list? It, it wasn't on the list last year. It's clearly on the list this year. And uh, every anecdote that you hear about people looking to buy homes, there's a discussion about how expensive they are across the board, how there's a dearth of available properties. My expectation, our expectation is, well, that's it's one thing to be in the marketplace, but with the number of homes that are being taken off the marketplace for the for this rental program that's affecting single family homes and, and the market today. Yeah, it's amazing, uh, you know, and, and for you get folks who listen to our shows every week, and I know there's quite a few fans that do that. You we did a show recently on the single family homes, these huge subdivisions, and it's an incredible kind of almost new uh, division of, of commercial real estate or real estate development. It's a it's amazing. And and, and, and that's a great point, Ron. It's like it, that has to affect if you have a lot of these neighborhoods that maybe would have gone for sale housing now going for rent only. That's got to have an impact, doesn't it? We're all about supply and demand and you've taken the supply yeah. and, and, and you still have the demand. Yeah. And here's another big one. Their uh, question number six is, has the migration to work from home and hybrid models adversely impacted your company? And uh, what were the results there? Well, it, it, it broke it. We broke it down in, in, into three buckets, if you will. One is the bottom line, so financial. Uh, the second is employee loyalty, and the third was firm culture or company culture. Bottom line is the bottom line is doing fine. Uh, that's not uh, impacted at all, and in fact, uh, both uh, 
by virtue of the research that we've done and, and experienced it ourselves, a lot of savings on expenses so that it's been very profitable for an awful lot of real estate folks. Um, the effect though, and the concern going forward is with respect to culture. And that's, that's, that's the number one concern as it relates to the remote work at, at this point in time. And we understand that. Yeah. And that, and that's big. And I think that's, that's part of the, the challenge of the work from home and work from anywhere is you had to get that, that culture and, and keep the, uh, integrity and the, uh, you know, the, the positive vibes about your company and, and working together. And then the third part of it you mentioned was kind of employee uh, loyalty, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, loyalty can be wrapped up, I guess, into culture uh, as well. Uh, and we are seeing a number of folks leave their firms uh, to go to another firm or another company or to go gig, as the case may be. May be. So uh, clearly that's a concern because, again, they're not in their office environment I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word control, but um, there's less, less connection as a consequence. And that, and that results in culture, it results in potential lack of loyalty. Yeah, I mean, you, you're naturally gonna feel less part of something when you're, when you're not there and you're around folks and uh, you, know, you don't meet the new people. I, I just had one of our uh, brokers come in today that's been doing a lot of work from home and uh, there was three people here that she'd never met. <laughs> She's been here 20 years. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's hard to have that culture. Uh, I like question seven uh, because it's such a big one for our industry today. Will the shift to work from home and hybrid models have long term impacts on the office market was the first part of the question. And 90 percent said absolutely. 90 percent. Now, interesting enough, in 2021, 90 percent said it would then. So thinking prospectively, now that they have a year under their belts of this experience, if not by that, you know, two years. Um, clearly, th there's there's an expectation or understanding that the office market will be impacted. And in another question, we'll get to it in, in a moment, in many cases, materially adversely impacted. Yeah, yeah, it, it, uh, it makes sense. You know, here we are in March of 2022, as we as we talk today, and, you know, we still have big companies, uh, even in cities where the there's really not much of COVID seemingly going on, but large companies are still just there have empty buildings. So it seems the, the, the get back in the office is kind of going slowly. And uh, another part of that question you had is, is the hybrid work from home having an impact on the residential market? Sure. And as we would have expected, and we didn't expect the residential market, residential market being impacted, and that's multifamily as well as single family, which we discussed just a moment ago, clearly an emphasis on folks um, looking for larger space, some folks looking for either exurbia or even suburban locations for, for residential because they can work remotely. And our experience as well as what we're seeing in, in the marketplace, even coming back, most, excuse me, many if not most, companies are, are having this hybrid situation where you can work from home for two or three days of a given week and therefore, people are going to be looking for, if they can, larger space and staying at home. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And, and then, of course, the office, impacting the office market with the work from home and hybrid, you know, one of the questions is, is how long and, you know, does it take kind of people to get back and, and, and kind of more power their business with people in the office? And your question was asked this way, will the downturn, downtown office market suffer a material downturn in the next two years? 
And no surprise, uh, by a vast majority, 67% said yes. And when you analyze it, we're looking at leases that are going to start to expire uh, over you know, each year. Leases expire. And as this goes, as the pandemic has gone on and people focusing on their needs, there was already uh, an expectation that when leases roll over, tenants will look for more efficient space. Many times that means less space. And again, COVID accelerated that concept. Take that into account, plus uh, the work working remote uh, aspect of an office space. And now you're looking at a substantial deterioration, potential deterioration of the urban office market. Yeah, yeah, this is certainly an interesting topic. And I know we have a lot of listeners who uh, will have varying opinions of that. And, you know, my I'm, I'm on the camp that or in the camp that uh, office will suffer for a couple of years, but I think it will come back very, very strong when people think about their careers, productivity, culture, uh, you know, all the positive reasons why we move the cities and why we why we when we want to be together and close together and, and enjoy the company of folks. So I think office will will come back and, and it's an interesting place to be investing. And, um, and and when you talk about investing in office, one of the questions is, you know, we talking about central business district here with that question. Right. And your next question really is more kind of suburbia with the pandemic impact and where people want to live and work. Has your company shifted or will your company shift its investment sites to suburban markets and or relocate all or part of your workforce to uh, other states? So that was an interesting question. What were the results there? Well, I, I guess we were a little surprised with this. Um, and, and, but, but I guess you have to analyze what the respondent may be thinking about. The vast majority, in, case, in this case, 74% said no. Uh, they're not making investments. They're not uh, moving their, their, their folks out into suburbia. Um, and then about 16% said th that they are, uh, and 8% said they, they, they've done both, both investment and moving. Um, two things. One is they just answered the previous question, which says, hey, we're in trouble in an urban office environment. Now this question says, but notwithstanding that, we're going to stick with this. Or at least it can, it, it can be construed that way. And that was a little surprising to us because we know that particularly office owners, um, developers are optimistic. We know that they're entrepreneurial. Um, and then and if there's a way to make money in another marketplace that they, they, they'd move there. But we also know the real estate industry is slow to react. So in looking at this, it's, it's sort of a mixed bag, if you will, in terms of an answer in that, okay, they're not just making a bad decision and not going to make it worse. So what are they thinking? And one of the one of the areas that we focused on was in terms of the question, we should have asked another a slightly different question. And that is, are you moving to the um, exurbs as opposed to suburbs? Because we're hearing anecdotally that there is a fair amount of movement to the exurbs more so than the suburbs. And we'll probably fine tune that for next year, in all honesty. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, we certainly see that. So. Uh, I, I, my company does a lot of business around the country and around the Southeast, but we're headquartered right here in Atlanta. And we certainly see the, the exurbs and the suburbs, just really tremendous amount of strength and, uh, the retailers, everybody just, just really doing well, but yet you go in some of the high rises, some of the downtown, it's really slower, uh, to recover. So, so it makes sense. 
And, and question 10 is a good one. With the passing of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, will your company increase its investment in infrastructure-related projects in the next five years? And 75% no, but the 25%, which is the number that we're going to focus on, said yes. And that to us is, is very meaningful. Not everybody's in the construction industry that we're it's so easy to think infrastructure in terms of putting uh, roads down, uh, asphalt companies, that sort of thing. Our, our respondents are not necessarily construction folks, uh, although some of them, uh, uh, I think, were. So now you're looking at other infrastructure, and there's a large focus on ESG in investment these days. So we're, we're expecting that to the extent ESG can be brought into the infrastructure uh, planning, that there's a, a nexus there and that's where their investments will be. Yeah. Well, I guess in any case, infrastructure is great for commercial real estate, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and question uh, 11, that might be particularly interesting to, to some of our audience. Ha have you considered tokenization as a capital strategy in your commercial real estate transactions? And overwhelmingly, the answer is no. 97% <laughs> uh, said no. And we put this in the survey based on uh, an expectation of including that this you know, when we when we put our questions together michael we, we look for questions that are relevant today and questions that we can try to follow for the next year or two uh this question i think is in there this year really for next year and to see whether or not people are in fact getting involved in tokenization there's been a fair amount of discussion uh intellectual discussion uh, on tokenization there are a few programs out there uh, certainly reports of folks who have taken advantage of tokenization. But the bottom line that we found in, in, in terms of the survey was 97% said, no, we're, we're not considering it. Now you go behind that and why not? Well, vast majority, 67% say they don't understand it. Another high percentage, 20, almost 19% to 20% say that's because it's not regulated. And in our industry, generally speaking, uh, which is conservative by nature, notwithstanding there are an awful lot of entrepreneurs within our industry, movement goes slowly. Um, they want to know what the rules are. And when you don't know what the rules are, when you do not know what the rules are, it's difficult to move forward. So the expectation here is when tokenization gets more regulation, when tokenization becomes um, more uh, available, then we may see some movement in that direction, but we're not there yet. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, I would like to see some maturity in it before I, I jump my company into it, uh, you know, on, on my side, if if I was going to do it. And I like how you're you're asking a question that, hey, you know, it's not going to be great response now, but be able to see next year how, how it compares. So we you need to add one more to this maybe next year. And that's uh, the interest investment in the metaverse. Right. Correct. Correct. You see how that changes. Um, and the next question is interesting to me because uh, I have I created a policy in my office. But the question is, does your company have a vaccine mandate policy? Correct. And and, and we got back 52 percent said no, 48 uh, percent said yes. And while it may not be relevant going forward at the time, a lot of discussion about this issue. Um, and again, we just want to get the, the sense and the pulse of the respondents, because that again relates to the remote working question that we had, that, re that relates to the deterioration of the urban environment. So it, it's it's on its own, it may not be meaningful, but when we started to put it together, we, we try to 
come up with, okay, where are we going? And where are we going is that we think uh, to the extent that masks may be able to be removed, you might be able to attract more people into the office space. Some may take the position, no, those people will only feel comfortable coming in with masks. So there, there are different ways to play this, but in, in our experience and our respondents responding, the position is it's almost 50-50 as to whether or not there's a mandate. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting question that that you've got to ask. You guys ask on this one because you know people have such different views of it. And I don't want to have a bunch of tractor trailers around my building blocking uh, traffic to my building, but uh, I did create a mandate to be fully vaccinated because I just thought maybe it protects better my employees, my agents, and our clients to have it fully vaccinated. And we're so powerfully connected mobily at our office anyway. We can really support our brokers from anywhere in the world you know, here anyway. So I thought, well, all right, well, let's just let's do it. And, and I did it. And I still, at this point, haven't relaxed it yet. Now I'm kind of starting to think, all right, any day now, maybe I can go, all right, this is past enough to do it. But, but I think it's a very interesting question. And then, you know, related to the pandemic, your, your question 14, another great one. Do you plan to increase travel to in-person client meetings and or conferences in 2022? We made it the last question, and I think it speaks volumes about the survey and where people are. 69% uh, said yes. And we, we, we're seeing in our own office, everyone's signing up for, for conferences if they can. Uh, people are in fact traveling. We're having a, a partner's retreat, which we canceled the last two years. We're having a corporate real estate retreat, which we canceled last year because of the pandemic. So uh, our expectation is, and the good news is for uh, the commercial industry, people are gonna be traveling. And then, and then if you if you extrapolate that, well, what does that mean for the hospitality industry, which obviously means positive effects, uh, car companies, positive car rental companies, positive effects, and, and, and a frankly continually growing economy, notwithstanding it may be slower, but a growing economy. Yeah, I think that is so great to see 69% saying yes, uh, because we I think people are excited. Hey, this thing's hopefully this thing's over, right? We can get together, do business. Uh, get to know each other, and I'm glad you guys are, are having your your event. You know, you what you should do, Ron, is fly me in. I have a commercial real estate stand up routine I could do for your guys. So you, again, you got to include me, Ron. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'm sure it's somewhere fun and exotic. So, Ron, as you as you finalize this and and you kind of recap it, you know, what does it leave you with uh, moving forward? Bottom line is it, it, we're in the real estate industry. As I, as I said before, it's conservative. It moves slowly for change, but with the unbridled optimism, that's, I think, the fundamental, fundamental message we got out of the survey. Uh, optimism, um, working in the remote uh, work uh, situation, there's just a sense that 2022 is going to build on 2021, and that's, frankly, we're we want to be, I presume that's where you want to be. I'm feeling better already, Ron. <laughs> I feel I'm doing the Snoopy dance over here now. Ron, uh, Gar it, thank you for joining us. Appreciate the information. Great survey. Thanks for doing it this year. And thanks for sharing it with everybody. Thank you for the invitation. All right. And thank you for joining us around the country. Look, we'll have a link to the actual survey here 
uh, at uh, CREshow.com. Just look for, for this show on the survey. Uh, and also, if you want to learn more about uh, SafeArt, check them out. Safe, it's S-E-Y-F-A-R-T-H.com. Check out their website. Thank you for joining us. Please let us know what you think. Until next week, be sure you always lead, learn, and laugh. And join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Buxton. Take leasing site selection and due diligence to the next level. Make the right decisions with on-demand mobile data. Visit BuxtonCo.com. By Bull Realty. For proven commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions, contact me. My email is michael at bullrealty.com. By Commercial Agent Success, expert-level commercial real estate broker training. Cloud Access 1, up to 21 one-hour videos. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, and sharing America's commercial real estate show.